Hey, welcome guys to NFT Hype. Uh, Jeremy, Paul, thanks for joining Big Mike and I uh, to talk about your project, Bitcoin Origins. Um, again, thanks again for coming on. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, Mike, what do you know about Bitcoin Origins? Uh, I actually don't know a ton about Bitcoin Origins. Uh, I haven't had time to follow them as much. Uh, I do know that um, my good friend Kurt Braggett is working with them, and he speaks very, very highly of the project, uh, as well as uh, my friend Shifty and a couple other folks uh, are very uh, enthused with the art, and I quite uh, like the art as well. Um, a very low minted set, which is something that obviously appeals to me as a collector, and uh, it looks like they're doing quite well. Um, Jeremy, what, can you tell us about Bitcoin Origins? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, this set, to your point, is, is a highly scarce set. You know, we wanted to focus on the art more so than just, um, you know, quantity. So it was really about quality for us. So as soon as we launched this project, you know, we wanted to pay proper homage to all the historical moments in Bitcoin's history. Um, you know, this is the granddaddy of all the cryptos. None of us would be here talking about this if Bitcoin wasn't, you know, brought into existence by Satoshi Nakamoto back in 2008. So for us, it's really exciting as well, a, a large responsibility to be able to bring this to market and to highlight these moments in a really thoughtful way uh, that pays proper homage to the moments and the people associated with the moments and, and basically making Bitcoin what it is today. So pretty exciting for us, exciting to not only you know, have this concept, but get people that uh, really appreciate it and believe what we are doing. They love the art. Uh, Mute Illustration is our primary artist. We also do collaborations with other folks, but to get people like Paul Jenkins, the one and only, if you don't know, you know, the number three employee at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, like a lot of the Marvel heroes and DC comic guys that you've grown up with, like he created the concept of those characters and the fact that he's able to come on board and help kind of write the story and, you know, um, the evolution of this Bitcoin Origins collection is really exciting and, and an honor for me. Yeah, man. And thanks, man. And it's, it's fascinating, you know, like the story of Bitcoin and where it came from and how it was brought to the masses and, and the opportunity that it sort of represents, you know, to, to perhaps move past some of the financing establishment, you know, and move into a new realm of financing and new, new currencies. It's really fascinating, especially for the fact that whoever created it, whoever that might have been, uh, decided, well, I'm not actually going to be public about it. I'm actually going to be an unknown person using a pseudonym, presumably. And and that in and of itself is fascinating. But perhaps even more fascinating is the fact that Bitcoin, you know, so many people said, well, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I'm learning this, you know, relatively recently because I joined the team pretty recently. Um, and to see the fact that people, you know, it's almost like the sum total of people's belief in Bitcoin is what makes it have value. And that seems a message that, you know, definitely is part of our project that we, we sort of see go out there a lot which is the value the perception of the value of bitcoin is what makes it valuable and you can see it in the market right now people are beginning to really understand that bitcoin is is what it intended to be yeah speaking of which uh you guys must be tracking bitcoin's ascent to over 20k there it must be good timing with your project uh coming out uh, so so where are you in your project now i, I i'm actually familiar with moment one uh, the white okay. paper creation, some excellent art there, beautiful, beautiful pieces. Um, where are you moving to moment two soon, or uh, what can you tell us about what's coming up? 
Yeah, so moment two, uh, what we've released thus far is, well, first of all, it hasn't been unlocked yet. So our set is unique in the sense that the community has to come together and this is more of a, a treasure hunt um, where there's a lot of different quests and things that the community has to do to come together to solve problems and, and you know, solve and oh, I'm sorry, I just put myself on mute there. And once they do, they unlock value. Um, and this is kind of hosted by uh, one of our kind of mass partners um, that we don't really know the identity, but came to us very early called Gitem. Uh, this is run on a separate channel. Gitem feeds us art assets, clues, and things. Um, and they're very early into Bitcoin and they've proved it many times over in terms of who they are and, and why we should believe <laughs> everything that they have to say, basically. And uh, they are very much part of this entire story. So we take clues from them. Once the community unlocks, I think this latest clue, it's going to unlock moment two. So as soon as that happens, the countdown timer will start. And I think it seems like they're getting pretty close. So wow. it's uh, it's pretty exciting. So like I said, we're not um, we're a collection to where we're releasing an entire series, right? Hundreds of thousands of cards at once. This is an extremely scarce and limited set because once again, we want to reward the early adopters, the people that believe in the project that get in now, they're going to have the smallest subset of the overall assets um, and all the NFTs, you know, comparatively, you know, we get out to like moment 15, there's going to be tens of thousands of cards and the people that got in the earliest in the moment one, there was only a little over 700 cards released in total. So, um, you know, the people that got in early are very lucky, I would say at this point. I think, uh, Jeremy, I'm going to let Jeremy, give you the news that because yesterday was a pretty big day for us. Um, you know, we work with a lot of the information that we're sent. And so we build our art assets out um, based on materials that are sent to us. And, and, um, and, you know, a lot of the work that I'm writing on is really just kind of catch up on the origin of Bitcoin. And to, you know, we're building out a site right now um, to, to kind of keep explaining it, you know, and to make sure that we deliver the assets the right way. Uh, but yesterday was a pretty monumental day. Jeremy, because uh, was, yeah. so the, the way it plays out is, I guess that we're following this um, this kind of like treasure hunt to, that that um, that leads people to solving clues to unlock the next sets of cards. But it took a bit of a twist yesterday. It sure did. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. I don't know if you guys saw that, but basically, um, get them on the uprising channel. Uh, basically, announced that. You know, similar to that of uh, something that they keep mentioning. Uh, and Paul, you know the story, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, the story name? I, well, it was something I was familiar with. Uh, when I was a little kid, they had a thing in Britain, actually. Where, you know, obviously I'm from Great Britain. And um, it was called Masquerade. And it was a treasure hunt for a golden rabbit. So this guy, um, uh, Kit Williams, made a golden hare or a rabbit that he buried somewhere in Great Britain and he left all these clues around. So you could buy the book and you could follow the book and follow the clues and eventually you would you would be led to this golden rabbit that you could dig up and then it would be worth, you know, 35,000 pounds or whatever it was worth. And it was a bit of a cultural phenomenon, I think, you know. I, I remember it from being a little kid and, and um, when my grandparents had the book and, and everybody wanted to find the rabbit. So I think for its time without the internet and without all of that kind of stuff going on you know people were just following these clues and like trying to to see if they could unearth this rabbit based on the book itself and so the book sold i imagine it probably sold a lot of copies and people people there were whole like treasure hunt groups um and so giddens mentioned they find the rabbit <laughs> they well you know that actually as i understand i read it recently because once we start getting all this information i thought well i'll, I'll read back up on masquerade and it's actually kind of a sad story because um they did find it, but they found it by cheating. Somebody, they would never have found it 
and somebody who was an assistant, an art assistant, told their girlfriend or significant other, and that person told someone else, and then they dug it up, which is a shame because the, the treasure hunt itself was actually really amazing and it really caught people's imagination. So it's sad that it ended that way. But because Giddens mentioned it so many times, I think that what's happening is we're being given like a masquerade project to, to do. And so we kind of keep up and we keep like building the assets out. And I think, you know, what, what what I'm doing right now is trying to see if I can't build out the website so that we can put all the clues in one place and build out the story of the, the, the Bitcoin stuff. But everybody's going on the on the search for for this Bitcoin. So, you know, there's a there's a rainbow. There's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, I guess, Jeremy. Yeah. So get them announced yesterday that there's one Bitcoin hidden at the end of the rainbow. Wow. Didn't allude to the fact that uh, like when it's going to come out, uh, our team anticipates, um, you know, this is probably going to be something that, you know, he always says and alludes to the fact that the, the clues and things are in the cards, right? It's in the art. Um, and he passes clues over to us or they pass clues over to us to be able to incorporate that into the cards in some capacity. So sometimes we get symbols, sometimes we get letters. It's, it's kind of crazy. So we are required to then incorporate that into the cards in some fashion which leads somebody to the next step of the puzzle. And at the end of this puzzle, I assume at the end of moment 15, because we have 15 moments slated right now, even though there's so much more that's happened even since then, since we created this, uh, you know, in Bitcoin's history. But at the end, there is going to be a rabbit that they're searching for. They're searching the identity of Satoshi and they're searching for this hidden Bitcoin. And I can only imagine by the end of moment 15 or by the end of this, wherever we stop, What's the price of Bitcoin going to be? I mean, right now, maybe it's a twenty thousand dollar prize. This could be a hundred thousand dollar prize by the end. So for us, it's it's pretty incredible. But uh, unfortunately, our team is excluded. Uh, they made that very clear when they <laughs> made this Bitcoin available that uh, we cannot participate. And if we're the ones that find it, similar to that of Masquerade, uh, it's not going to be good. Yeah, so we're not. I think what's amazing. <laughs> we're just going to help people along. I think what's amazing to me is I've been involved. I mean, I've been in this business for thirty-two years. I did the Ninja Turtles. I wrote the Origin of Wolverine for Marvel. I've created a number of uh, big video games. Um, I've been. I've done. I've never been on a project more fascinating, because I've never been on a project where I was being led. Normally, I'm writing the stuff. <laughs> all of a sudden, and I'm like, what? What did we do now? Like yesterday was mad. Like nice. That's awesome. Bitcoin. Somewhere that was awesome. So I'm having the time of my life because it's it's almost like a relief for me. Like I don't have to think of everything. I just have to kind of like assemble it and like be part of it. But I'm, I want to find just out what the rab where the rabbit is. You know, I'm like excited. So did you uh, work with Krang at all? Remember that guy from Teenage Ninja Turtles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in the offices when we made most of those characters up. So, yes, <laughs> that's why I got a nice gray beard. See, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So uh, what what how close are we to moment two then? Are we like imminently there? Once they solve this next puzzle, our instructions are to do the countdown timer for moment two. Oh, and wow. from what I understand, because I communicate with Gidim directly on the one that they will communicate with. Yeah, I think yeah. there was one instance where Gidim connected with one of the community members and it kind of like blew their mind, which is really cool to see. And they said, hey, we're never going to connect again, but here you go. Um, but they're allowing me to understand the fact that we're pretty darn close. Like they're, they've identified this thing, like there's crop circles. Uh, we were given a bunch of assets and they said, turn this around as quickly as possible, put all these assets in these clue cards and send them out to everybody in the community, regardless of the value associated with these. So we send these out to the entire community and now they're trying to gather all the clues, figure out the correct order and figure out what it all means. So to my understanding, they're pretty darn close and that will initiate moment two. Were those Jeremy, the, uh, Jeremy never lets us forget that he's the only one that talks to get him. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, that's, 
that's it's really fun cool. too that that you guys like have all these clues that you guys have no idea what they mean and, and you're in the project but and you're disseminating this information but yet at the same time you're kind of in the dark as well right yeah we can get creative at the same time there's a limited creativity in our uh, because as soon as we think we have something figured out, they're like, oh, by the way, incorporate these three assets and this card specifically, this artistic asset, this is where it needs to be. We're like, okay, port. <laughs> Let's, yeah. so we have to be oh. very nimble and iterative, which is kind of cool. I think what's really good is we have a, an amazing community on the Telegram channel and those guys are doing all of this like research. And so I, I, got, I think I was pretty close to solving the last one before they did it. <laughs> I thought I was there anyway, I was close, but those guys are pretty good at solving it. Um, so one of the things that's really great about this project is that the, the Telegram community has done a great job of, of, of like solving these clues and, then, and they share the information um, with each other. And so everyone's kind of going on the same path to solve all those cl clues and that seems pretty cool um i came close last time i have no idea this time i don't know what uh, there's crop circles in it but i think <laughs> carl came close too so carl and i'm sure all the community members know who carl is uh carl always thinks he has the answer so uh carl <laughs> big shout out to you uh you know he always wants to participate in the quizzes and he's excluded but he's like oh, if i could only participate i'd win so many nfts <laughs> Um, there was a Cheshire cat with the smile on, on Satoshi. Was that part of it? That was part of it. Yeah, okay. that was uh, that one specifically was direct instructions by Gitem. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at first because I didn't get the whole like I, I understood it was like diving down the rabbit hole Alice in Wonderland. But a lot of these times like we have to get together as a group and figure out like what does this actually mean? And most of the time we have no idea. But then it comes to fruition by the last clue. Everybody solves it. Like Paul said, sometimes we've solved it ahead of time just in our group internally, we figured it out. But a lot of times we need people like Commander Stab and Gark and Shifty and all these folks, uh, you know, for like they all take catalog and do an incredible job of keeping track of these clues, uh, which really helps us. And we're gonna do our part and try to put together some sort of interpretation of a website. So new people that come in are not completely lost and they can at least understand where we're at in the puzzle and then help contribute as well. Mm -hmm. Can you guys talk Very about cool. the artists and the art? Like, uh, are you able to say who did it or who, who's going to be doing it for, for moment two and stuff like that? Yeah, um, so our artist is Mute Illustration. Uh, his name's Nathaniel. Um, you can follow him on Instagram, Mute Illustration. Incredible artist. He's done so many different things, you know, for the music industry and all over the place. And, you know, we scoured, when I originally came to the concept of Bitcoin Origins, like I scoured the internet for the best artists, right? And the original intention was to have something really unique where we did a different artist for every moment, but then you realize at some point, once we get these different interpretations that the art is completely different, obviously like one person versus another. So it just would have been all over the place. So we kind of came together as a group after mute did moment one, everybody, our community, our team, everybody was so impressed. We're like, you know what, let's just do this. Like he should really do all of the cards for the entirety of the set. We're still working and collaborating with external artists and they're going to do special cards for us. And you guys, We'll see those uh, coming soon. You saw Pumiana uh, and some really cool stuff for like wax and some really cool cards. We just did a collaboration. Um, he has actually done the one of one piece, the fully animated version of the ghost in the wire card, which actually 6 p.m. today, we announced the winner of that lottery. So it's pretty oh, exciting. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, one thing we've been doing a lot, um, <clears throat> not me doing it, to our group soon is we're giving away a lot of like really interesting um one of ones right you know so 
in fact, Gidham occasionally sends through an art asset for a one of one, which is cool because ultimately I think, you know, hidden in, in the sort of treasure hunt itself is if you participate every so often, someone just throws a one of one like you NFT at, at somebody. So plenty of our community have been sort of happily tooling away on solving the riddle and then suddenly found out they got a one of one NFT in their wallet or something like that, which is really cool because it's almost like gifting people something of pretty immense value uh, all the way down. I think the message that keeps sort of being repeated, which I really like personally, is the idea that if you do things collectively and you sort of create value as a collective, you can see that value. And a lot of what seems to be part of this message is something I'm a big fan of is almost like Arthurian legend, which is it's not really finding the Holy Grail that that means as much, really. It's there's the journey to go find the Holy Grail where all the knights learn something from, you know, um, so that needs to be a big part of the way that this works. Yeah. What is uh what is your personal favorite border uh or rarity of the set so far? Um I asked Jeremy first, or actually Paul first and then Jeremy. Yeah, I like um <clears throat> I think it's really cool watching the animations, you know, because some of those special, you know, rarity ones are are great. I'm not always a collector kind of mentality myself, actually. I like I, I kind of like the art more than I like the rarity, if you see what I mean. Um, so I think so far there's there's one that I've seen the sketches for for part two that I think is incredible. There's a new one coming. Um, the one that we've done so far that I like the most actually, um, just like anybody else, I would like to you know buy a few of these. So I bought a few of these and uh, I was lucky enough to get a death card, which I was really surprised about because there weren't that many of them. Um, and I felt bad to some extent because I work on the project you know just like anyone else I sort of had my chance to maybe uncover one lo and behold I, I did get one so I got one of the death cards and it's awesome it's really cool so I got nice. that in my wallet you know that's awesome well it's really yeah. important for us that we we don't yeah. take them right Jeremy I mean that we're we're not gifting ourselves the best ones or anything like that but right. we have as much chance to win as anyone else I happened to get a death card and I was like excited about it so that was cool yeah for sure yeah you know for us um I like everything, obviously. Um, there's one specific card that is my favorite coming in moment two. Um, you guys will see it. Um, uh, I can't really tell anybody more about it. I mean, actually, we've released the uh, the sketch version of the card. So if you guys have seen the sketch card, uh, we call it card number three as of now, um, where it's uh, the three faces, uh, and it's basically the Genesis block. So, right, we've, uh, we've already announced exactly what moment two is. It's you know, Satoshi mining the Genesis block. So this really incredible iteration where he's holding this pink block out of the sea of blocks and he's just picking out the Genesis block. Um, really cool vibe to it. Uh, I can't wait to show off some of the cool stuff we've done like regarding animation and whatnot. Um, so for us, really cool. I like pretty much, like I said, all the cards, anything that's fully animated, the anonymous version, it's hard not to like it. Uh, but there's something specifically, and I think everybody's in the same boat too, about the death cards. You know, highlighting these moments in time that the media has officially declared Bitcoin dead um, and highlighting that moment, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of throw it back in their face and saying, like, by the way, Bitcoin's almost 20K now. So <laughs> well, um, I think the first one we did was at 23 cents. Um, and the cool thing is, is I don't think we announced it, but I think we did um, in a roundabout way in Telegram is that every single moment will have both a death card and a glitch card. So pretty excited about the next death card. It's something pretty special.
And do we get to announce uh, that on my Apple phone today, I got like Apple News, right? And I'm scrolling through it. And I think Bitcoin may have gone down a bit the other day or, or something. Maybe it kind of went down for a minute because it went up to 20 or I don't know. It but goes it up a, and down it, all the time. There, yeah. was a death, there was a death warning. There was a death warning on, on the, my Apple News feed. They were like, well, Bitcoin, you know, I don't know. It may not survive. It's like, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's only $19,000. It's going to die tomorrow. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. So I can, uh, if I can share my screen, I can actually show something. So we actually have a new pack or block animation um, that I'd like to show off if you guys want to see it. Yeah, sure. Right. I just made you the host. Okay, cool. Let me uh, share my screen real quick. Okay, cool. You guys see this? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is, um, once again, and we've announced this before, Black Math uh, is our partner uh, in animation. So working in coordination with Meet Illustration on some of the stuff, but it's pretty insane. So this is the new animation that nobody's seen until now. Cool. <laughs> so that's what Love you can it. see and uh, look forward to, uh, you know, as soon as you buy some blocks. So pretty excited about that and for the release in moment too. That's awesome. Just bust yeah. them open, eh? Yeah. Yep. And each one will be unique and different. You know, there's three different blocks. That's uh, that's the one megabyte block. So similar to moment one, we're going to have three blocks, one, two, and four megabyte blocks. They're all going to have something different in them. Um, and, you know, the last one, the only time you can get a death card is in the one megabyte block. Glitch cards were in the two megabyte block. And um, you had the momentum uh, or the monumental card, I apologize, in the four megabyte block along with the block reward. Now, the block reward is interesting because nobody knows what it does. We've said it's going to do something, but we've never alluded to what it does. We're about to. So if you have a block reward because you got a four megabyte block, and keep in mind, there's only 21 people that got these, right? Because there was only 21, they sold out in less than 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people have Damn. actually sold them on the secondary market as well. You might be sorry you sold it because you're going to be able to actually redeem that shortly for an extremely special card that we're going to release. And we'll show that on Telegram and Twitter as soon as that's available, probably in the next few days. So if you have a block reward, get ready. If you want a block reward, go find one from somebody who has it who's willing to sell. Yeah, only 21 of them. So, <laughs> yep. So what's the story behind the Genesis block, Jeremy? Um, just reading something about it here. And it says initially it was solved January 3rd, and then he tested on it for like a week or something. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think about this. This is, this is brand new software and it's like, you know, Satoshi by himself, you know, you get Hal Finney in the mix very early on, but I mean, this is, this is him just sitting there or the group of people. We still don't know if it's a group of people. Is it a girl? Is it a boy? Like we don't know what it is. Um, but we imagine, and this is why we created solitude, right? Which is a part of moment one. It's just Satoshi, how we imagine Satoshi in a basement with all these things that are inspiring the work, you know, from the eCash to all these things from David Chom, some of these other people very early on that kind of created the groundwork for what eventually Bitcoin. Exactly. So we kind of imagine Satoshi in this basement in solitude, you know, mining this block as well and just trying to figure out like how can I actually bring this online? Because if he successfully mined the block and wanted to do it the right way, and this is such early code. And a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, talk about Satoshi that he wasn't necessarily the best coder in the world either, right? So I think, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes or they've made a lot of mistakes on the way. And just like Bitcoin Origins, we wanted this to be very reminiscent and get them 100%, make sure that we stay on par with this, is that it's about the community and that 
we as a team, Bitcoin Origins, we cannot accomplish this goal and make this network grow without the community. And this is very evident in Telegram and how everybody, I've never seen a community, I've been part of communities for such a long time, even in digital marketing before. I mean, this community is not selfish. They're literally willing to give each other cards just to see if it'll help solve the puzzle, right? They're willing to do whatever. I've seen people come together and, and pool wax just to let one of the originals, or as they call them, the OGs in our group, be able to buy a four megabyte block. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I've never seen the sense of community anywhere. And very similar to that, I think, you know, Satoshi started by himself and, you know, had several iterations, tried to figure out how to make this Genesis block. But the second he did, or they did, it became live. Like Bitcoin was online. It was validated yeah, can, at that moment. Yeah, so it definitely doesn't escape. It doesn't escape my notice, Jeremy, that, that one of the obvious messages of Bitcoin, it seems to me like just in looking at the initial writing and probably the point of why Bitcoin was created, was that it was much more of a, you know, it was a little bit punk, right? It was a little bit like, hey, you know, why don't we give everybody a chance to go do their thing, right? Instead of being told, hey, today's oil speculation price is this, and this is what's going to drive your day, or today's stock market does this, and that's what's going to drive your your wallet at home, that people were being given an opportunity to create a currency that basically didn't fall prey to speculators as much in that kind of stuff yeah the price will go up and down but ultimately it was a thing that was made and the intent was i think almost like a power to the people kind of thing that's what it seemed like to me it certainly seems like that's what the legacy of satoshi nakamoto was was to give and so when you look at the way that our community works in telegram where it seems like the message of what bitcoin was is now being taken very literally by the group in our telegram channel where they do they keep giving each other like they keep giving each other NFTs for free and handing each other ideas and they're all working to solve that puzzle. That seems pretty gratifying because it's nothing that our team did. It's, it's that community that did it all for themselves. We didn't do that. You know, we just, we're, we're happy to participate. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, Jeremy, uh, what is the supply going to be for, for moment two? Like, uh, is it around the same 700? Good question. So one statement that we've made, and this is all say, at least at this moment, um, the first moment is always going to be the most scarce. So okay. the supply will increase. Uh, the prices of the blocks will change, right? You know, keep in mind, like we're still a nimble startup at the end of the day. So we're testing, iterating and learning uh, right. and making sure that we appeal to all. You know, I think one thing that's different uh, about this project that's vastly different than any other project is that we do have a free to play component to this, right? So that's where the Satoshi cards come into play. You go on the website, btcorigins.com, click on the join me, you fill out your wax ID as well as your email, you get a free Satoshi card, right? It's free of charge, but it does have clues in it. And those clues can help you as a community member going on Telegram, contribute to the overall ecosystem and contribute to the puzzle. And I think that's really special. And then when you get a chance, if you know there's a specific moment that speaks to you, like maybe it's like Bitcoin pizza day or whatever the case may be that we have slated in the future, something that really speaks to you, you can participate and buy cards at that point. But until then you can just peer along and, you know, join and be like a flying wall, like many people on Telegram. We have, I think over 1200 people in Telegram and probably, you know, like the 80, 20 rule, 20% participate. The rest of them are just sitting there and they like to watch. They like to listen. And we have so many messages. I think in the last 71 days, we have over 36,000 messages. So the engagement, of this community is off the charts. So it's it's uh, it's tough for somebody to kind of jump in unless they're following along every day, uh, but still with that card, they can participate, which is pretty cool. Um, is there any gaming aspects being planned uh, other than the clues uh, with the 
the NFTs themselves, either a burning or any other gaming other, I, I don't want to uh, say anything that you don't have in your roadmap, but just uh, asking a question. I think that's uh, a really good question. Paul, you can uh, take a first stab at that, but I mean, I can take a, I'll really take a stab at it. Yeah, I'll take a stab at it. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously we're busy with Bitcoin Origins and it's something that's very dear to our heart because we've done pretty well with it. And we, it feels like we're about to get a lot stronger with it. Um, I also think that with the announcement the other day of, of there being a Bitcoin at stake, like one Bitcoin to find in this project, and I'm going to go on a limb and guess that plenty of people will probably start joining up, I would think, right? They'll start going, hang on a minute, you know, and that's cool. Um, so the gamification of things when done artificially, obviously I've got background in gaming, you know, I've worked on God of War, I've worked on the darkness of prototype and plenty of big console games. Um, and so I think what happens is when you try to gamify something, it almost feels like you're saying it in air quotes, I'm going to gamify this. And that's a bad idea, right? You don't want to gamify something that isn't inherently built to do so. But there is a, a clear aspect of, of how a game works with Bitcoin Origins because of what seems to be going on with all the clues and the treasure hunt. That's a really cool game to play and it's a free to play game. Now, that being said, I think that, you know, I'm looking at it right now. I know that the t we're looking at this as a team and we're trying to see, you know, we, we have an idea of a couple of things that I think might work with, um, with Bitcoin origins. But I also think, you know, Jeremy, maybe we can talk a little bit about, you know, the, what we're doing as a whole, because we've got other, you know, we've got a couple of other projects that we're going to start lining up. And those ones are intended, I mean, they're already designed and intended to have the game as gameplay as part of it. Um, so Jeremy, do you want to tell them a little bit about it and then I'll, I'll catch up because then. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Bitcoin Origins is the fact that, you know, ever since we released this, the reason that there's this higher price point, and I know it excludes some people, or at least they feel that way because the higher price point coming in, they're used to, especially on wax, you know, it's all about quantity. It's about $5 packs, five cards each and hundreds of thousands. And ours is so different, right? Because it's one pack. We started with 40 bucks for our first block and it was one card with the opportunity to get a one of 21 death card, which by the way, the people who got that, it, it was a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not in financial advice, by the way. Um, but at the end of the day, this was always about art. This is always about collecting a piece of Bitcoin history. This yeah. is not about a trading yeah. card or you know, like a cogs where you're like gamifying, you're going to play somebody else. This is about collecting and holding, yeah. right? And I think what we're going to evolve into, and all I'll say is we want to reward the people that hold. So we're one thing I've always said about, to do that. One thing I've always said about supply is that if, if you're burning cards, then you probably made too many in the first place. Mm -hmm. So exactly something to that as well right and I, I think that we've all kind of seen the space get flooded recently yeah. and, and there's a lot of product on the market and then not so much um people buying it at the moment unfortunately so yeah. that's one of those Agreed. issues that we need to solve and i think uh having limited sets that appeal to collectors is a really good start from that standpoint for sure awesome. and i appreciate yeah. that about your project Thank you. No, really appreciate that. And then to Paul's point about gamification too, it's like there's there's a lot of opportunity. So our company NFT Genius, this is this is really our first project, Bitcoin Origins, underneath that umbrella. Um, we're also looking at other projects. You know, um, you know, Paul can talk to one that's going to come out soon called Sidekick. 
Um, so we're not just staying in, you know, the, the Bitcoin origins umbrella, you know, kind of brand, because this thing is going to evolve. This is our testing ground to like, see what we can do, how we can innovate, how we can push the boundaries and then apply that to other types of sets and all the learnings that we've had, whether it's GPK blockchain heroes, you know, William Shatner, like all these different ones, this is all testing. We're so early still mm -hmm. that the sky's the limit. That's why we're huge proponents and people reach out like, Hey, can I post, you know, on the telegram about my project? I'm like, sure. Go ahead. The tide rises all boats. You know, we want to support people as support us. And it's great to see other projects come to us, even on the telegram and say, wow, you have the best art in the space. Mm -hmm. And they have a project that is competitive. So it's just, it just speaks to the nature of the space. And that's why we're excited about other projects that we're working on and different ways that we can innovate. So I don't know, Paul, if you want to talk a little bit more about some of the others. Yeah, sure thing. And I, what I'll do is I'll give everybody a little bit of a sneak peek as well. If you can, if you can let me, uh, let me share. Yeah, sure. I don't know if we can do that. Then I'll, I'll show everybody what we've got. Um, so behind me, you can oh, see- Oh, uh, actually, Jeremy, you still have Jeremy the host. Jeremy, so, yeah. so behind me, you can see uh, that I'm up top of my sprawling estate. Uh, in, mm -hmm. You know, I've got like armed, armed guard on the side, but basically this comes from a project called Sidekick. Um, and what we wanted to do with F NFT Genius is we wanted to, we wanted, you know, if we're going to be early in the space, I think the big part of what we want to be able to say is what we do. What is it that we do as a company? What is it that we think that we have a, a bit of an advantage on? And I think it's, yes, it's art because you can tell that the art looks a certain way. And yes, it's also story. Like we are this, you know, I've got background in story where we're doing a, a pretty decent job, I think, in terms of telling our story. And we want to bring that out in lots of different ways, right? Now, <clears throat> Bitcoin Origins is about the origin you know, of, of Bitcoin and it's an incredibly compelling real life story, <clears throat> but where's the, where's the humor, you know, like, well, how about we do a humor one, right? Like, it's really funny if, if it's actually funny, by the way, and as opposed to someone's version of humor and uh, America, I'm looking in your direction because I'm, I'm a European, right? So our sense of humor is very different. Um, but ultimately, uh, Sidekick began life as a project that I did when I was working at Marvel. And I, I always liked breaking down the things I was making. So I was doing the origin of Wolverine. I was doing like, you know, Spider-Man and, and, and civil, I worked on Civil War. And at the time I created Sidekick because I just wanted to blow the entire thing up. Uh, so here is, here is sort of like a little sneak peek. And what we're doing is we're building a, um, we're building a, a project that is a, a game um here are a few of our characters um these are the, <laughs> the gerbil whisperer these are the few of the sexual deviants that we have going on uh <laughs> the pink yeah, and camel toe uh they're the only people who do not understand the uh the, the significance of their names um we've got lord stonecock when danger rears its ugly head this is how he responds uh, and of course the gerbil whisperer <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of violent maniacs we've got duncan disorderly he's on our side thank god uh we've got Ms. Mina who has been separating uh, her foes from their testicles since 1987. <laughs> oh uh, we got Rochambeau. Who, yeah, I don't, do you know what Rochambeau is, by the way? The, the game where you have to kick each other in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's, that's what Rochambeau is. And then the Sunni Triangle, which is one of my favorites. I like him a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one more. Uh, this is an undercover quarterback. So he basically thinks that he can't be like, kind of like Clark Kent and Superman, you know, where he puts on a pair mm -hmm. of glasses and no one knows he's Superman. Like what's mm -hmm. wrong? I, as a kid, I was useless. Thought, what's wrong with people? Like you can't tell that's just Superman with his glasses on. What's wrong with you people? Mm -hmm. uh, the blanket master uh, who, you know, danger is his middle name and his other middle name is Gordon, you know, 
uh, speed reader who can read things twice as fast as you can, <laughs> and plaid man who can who can blend in with plenty of kilts and a lot of blankets as well. That's so awesome. this is <laughs> this is this is Sidekick, and the idea behind Sidekick in terms of its gameplay, in general terms, is it's about failing. It's actually about being the first to fail. Like if you can give up and go home without getting in a fist fight, then you actually win. So it's about having the worst characters. It's almost like taking every single thing that you try to do and turning it on its head. So the idea is if you start with, we got a character called Mega Rabbi, who is this giant rabbi who proves with size and strength that Judaism is the one true religion, right? He's like this giant overpowered like, space creature. And the idea is to sort of Pokemon him up, level him up until you become like perspiration lad, whose only power is the ability to perspire, right? And the way you get out fighting is like to show up drunk or to get a sick note from your doctor. And, and that will be the way that the game is played. But ultimately they're all collectible as well and they all level up and there are certain things that we do to make them collectible. So it's, it's the collectability, it's the gameplay. And ultimately it's, it's really the fun as well. It's the idea that you can do like mix and match kind of games and you can like play against each other. And then, you know, presumably knowing our audience, like drink heavily doing it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just having fun, right? Like we're doing Bitcoin Origins. It's an extremely important piece of work, I think, you know, but why not also relax and have fun? So here's Sidekick and then we'll do another project. And so we have a lot of like projects in the work and the next one that we'll do uh, that we'll put out will be Sidekick. And uh, hopefully everybody, I already know, by the way, that, that people look at these characters and they go, you know who my favorite is? And for some reason, um, guys always go, my favorite is Lord Stonecock. And I keep thinking, why is that exactly? So, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot going on. There's that famous British humor there, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say, there isn't much of it, is it? That was very American. It was, I, think, I think I did like old, old time Benny Hill, actually. It's probably like Benny Hill's Benny Hill jokes. Yeah. Benny Hill NFTs. We need that. That's yeah, what we got, yeah. Right? NFT. yeah, that's right. Well, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, is there any um, place that we can catch up with you guys other than the Telegram, which we'll put in the, in the description of this video? Uh, btcorigins.com or io? Dot com, yeah. Dot com, awesome. Um, anywhere else that you guys want to plug before we uh, let you guys go? Yeah, you can always follow us on Twitter at... Ooh, you just went on mute there, Jeremy. Oh, there we go. At... Coin Origins on Twitter or at Jeremy underscore Born B O R N. Uh, follow me, drop us a line. Um, we're obviously, as you can tell, with Bitcoin Origins and everything else, we do very community oriented. So if you ever have feedback, questions, or even ideas, I mean, the Bitcoin Death Card is an example, which is one of my favorite ones, was created by one of our community members. They're like, hey, how about highlight all the times Bitcoin was declared dead? And we're like, okay, we're doing it. So if you have any thoughts or feedback or anything that you want to see that's important to you regarding Bitcoin's history, let us know. Awesome. Cool. It was a pleasure having you guys on. And we'll, uh, I'll stop into the chat and say hello. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, guys. Nice to All meet right. you. Have a good one. You as well. Bye.